welcome back to the podcast and in today's episode we're going to talk about things that the fitness industry does not tell you that's right things that the fitness industry does not tell you but before that i want y'all to follow me on instagram y'all follow me at instagram at fitness efficient i post a lot of uh content there with value a lot of workouts a lot of uh, information regarding fitness and food recipes also uh had to plug have to plug this in i have a three-week challenge y'all i have a three-week uh build establishing habits challenge right it's a three-week challenge on establishing new healthy habits so if you want to learn more about that just follow me on instagram at fitness efficient all right now on to today's episode things that the fitness industry does not tell you first of all the fitness industry preys on insecure people specifically i'm gonna say women the fitness industry preys on women on women's insecurities just like the make just like the makeup industry preys on women they prey on women because women are emotional women are more emotional than men i'm sorry that sounds biased uh you could debate me all you want but in general because i'm talking about in general talking about in generalizable terms women are more emotional than men right so how does this work out in the fitness industry? Well, we have a shit ton of fad diets. The one that I heard of recently, I was just like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? It's called the OMOD diet. And it stands, I believe it stands for one meal a day. That's right. One meal a day. OMOD. I think that's what it's called. So, you know, there's this girl that I follow and I've, and I've been looking at her Instagram and she's always hashtagging Omod diet. Now, I used to eat one meal a day, but that was because I didn't have money to buy food. Like, not because of, not because I wanted to, How's this? You tell me. Tell me that eating one day, one one meal a day, is sustainable. It is. It's not. It's a ridiculous diet. And I know someone that did the diet. Uh, she's a client. Not gonna say her name, but she's a client. This woman struggles a lot with nutrition. She doesn't have any control, no discipline, and so. She tells me, yeah, I did the diet. I lost the weight, but I gained it back. Well, no shit. You're eating one fucking meal a day. You're in, a, in a, you're in an extreme deficit if you're eating one meal. Shit, I could lose fucking weight. Um, sorry for all the cursing, but I just get I just get annoyed with these diets. And you know, these diets are these fad diets are dangerous and they're predatory. They prey they're preying on your insecurities. You know, these diets like the one meal a, like how sustainable is that? 
You're really going to live the rest of your life eating one meal a day. Or you're going to be, you're going to live the rest of your life eating, I don't know, under 50 grams of carbs. Is that how you want to live your life? Is that how you really, that's, the, you know, you might lose the weight. Sure, you will lose the weight and you will lose it fast. But, but I thought fitness and weight loss was about health and wellness and improving the quality of your life. You know, people lose weight to improve. The reason why a doctor tells you tells you or you know or someone that they need to lose weight is to improve the quality of their life, of their health. Do you really think improving the quality of your life is going to be based on eating one meal a day? Like you have people out here that are homeless eating one meal a fucking day not because they fucking choose to because they're homeless right so you know and i'm going to get into the ve- i'm going to get to veganism as well because in my opinion veganism is not a diet it is not a diet is a lifestyle and i'm going to i'm going to I'm going to get into that later, but I want to also talk about fitness influencers as well. So the OMAD diet, it's one of the, the, one of the most current ones I've heard about, you know, and then there's, there's, then there's the carnivore diet who the carnivores are against the vegans. <laughs> There's a war between the carnivore the carnivore people and the vegan people. It's like, you know, and it's and it's kind of ridiculous. Um you know, I don't support meat consumption. That's my opinion. But at the same time, how can eating meat alone be sustainable? I mean, with, all right, so let's talk about veganism. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because a lot of people get disappointed that they don't lose weight when they're vegan. Veganism is a lifestyle because a lot of people become vegan some people become vegan because you know there is a possibility of weight loss you're eating fruits and vegetables sure but a lot there's the real reason why a lot of people become vegan is for ethical reasons for the treatment of animals how animals are treated in these factories and the horrible conditions and just just terrible conditions that these and and the pain that these animals have to endure right and also a lot of people become vegan for the environment right for environmental reasons i don't know why people become carnivore i don't know if there's a ethical reason why other than they like meat (laughs) 
I don't know if the, if it's if it's for the if it does anything for the if they're doing anything for the environment or if if there's a moral reason why they're carnivores other than like I can't see other people being being on that diet other than for weight loss because obviously if you're eating meat which is pure protein and very little carbs not only are you going to be constipated but you're also going to lose a lot of weight so yes you will lose weight on the carnivore diet because i'm going to assume it's a low carb diet like a lot of these fad diets are low carb but back into veganism because just because you're vegan doesn't mean you're going to automatically lose weight because there's a lot of processed vegan food there's a shit ton of processed vegan food it's great it's awesome i think the i think the like vegan junk food is it tastes amazing and it's really good but it's also very fattening right but these foods are a lot of so a lot of vegans refer to these foods as transitional foods meaning that these foods are while you're transitioning to a more whole foods based a uh, whole foods diet more with fruits more fruits and more vegetables uh you have the transitional foods in the way to you know like if you want to eat a burger right you want to eat a burger uh or what I the only thing I could think of is so oh you want to eat a burger sausage eggs there's there's a vegan version of that yes there's a vegan version of eggs it's called just egg yes we have it all so those are those are highly processed foods like the veganaise the cheese well, the cheese is not so bad but mm, it's processed though um so we have a lot of these are all transitional foods they're highly processed right and the reason that they're the reason that most people call them that transitional foods is because these foods help you transition onto your journey of eating more whole foods you know more vegetables more fruits and things of that sort okay now that I got that out the way. Um disclaimer, nothing wrong with transitional foods. I I call them transitional foods, but you don't have to be like a beginner, a so-called beginner vegan to enjoy these foods. Like there's people that have been vegan for years that enjoy these so-called transitional foods. I've been uh plant-based for a year. I've been vegan for a year. And um um my birthday's this Wednesday and I'm going to a vegan restaurant vegan restaurant that I've been dying to go to it's called you might have heard of it it's called Slutty Vegan based in ATL and there's a why am I giving them promotion well they're awesome so I'm going to give them promotion Slutty Vegan they're in Brooklyn so if you're in Brooklyn check them out I ha I've heard great things about them and most of the what's interesting is that the the restaurant caters to non-vegans like of course vegans go there but a lot of the people that go there are that go there are not vegan and like how 
how much of a marketing genius do you have to be like to 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 put the word slut slut and vegan together and then you're just gonna have people just pondering like hmm what's slutty vegan what's what's that like and then like some of the some of the the menu some of the items on the menu are called like they have sexual innuendos um like the one night stand uh sloppy toppy so <laughs> that's that's some of the items that some of the burgers there are in their menu are called that um but anyways um back to what i was saying so there's this one specific youtuber uh i'm not gonna say her name i'm, I'm not gonna say her name but there's this one specific youtuber that you know she was talking about one time the difference between vegan and plant-based plant-based is someone that's plant-based they're they're plant-based not for ethical reasons maybe it might be for health reasons right most a lot of the time is for health reasons uh so that's plant-based vegan on the other hand is people that are animal rights kind of like animal rights activists people that are environmentalists um you know those are those are referred to as vegans if you want to be on a plant-based diet to lose weight and to get healthier then you'll be called they'll they'll be <laughs> you'll be referred to as plant-based right and that's what she according to her that's what she said and <laughs> no pun intended but um according to her plant-based is someone that wants to go plant-based based on their health weight loss want to be overall healthy and um yeah vegan animal rights uh environmental environmentalists um you know that sort of thing those are called vegan you can be both um you can be both but okay so talked about veganism i want to get to influencers yes let's talk about let's talk about if you want to talk about how predatory the fitness industry is and now i'm gonna give my personal take on it as well so influencers are very deceptive that let me just get let's get one thing clear the fitness industry is very deceptive the fitness industry is very deceptive you have a lot of people posting before and after pictures that are not even there are either enhanced so that they could be photoshopped they could be posing in certain angles certain lighting or they can just be straight up on 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 the juice if you don't know what i'm talking about i'm talking about enhancers steroids but they're not their steroids is only one type of enhancer there's other types and i have my own story because i had a co-worker so-called trainer who tried to tell me to get on on get on anavar which is a which is a type of steroid but okay whatever anyways um 
But like, like I was saying, a lot of these influencers are deceptive. They're deceptive. You know, a lot of them deal. There is one in particular. I used to look up to them. I don't want to give it away. I used to look up to these influencers. I'm not, I don't want to say their name. But they're pretty popular. But one of them opened up about having an eating disorder. And I used to think this girl was looked amazing. She looked amazing. She had, like, she was shredded. She was fucking strong. And she was just, she looked like she was fun to be around. Like, I would love to work out with her. Because she looked like she was having fun. and But she was dealing with an eating disorder. Right? She was dealing with an eating disorder and mental health issues. And a lot of these people think that these fitness influencers are like the epitome of health and take the health. Like, please don't take health advice from an influencer. Like, take advi- if you want to take nutrition advice from someone, take nutrition advice from a certified, I'm sorry, from a registered nutritionist. Sorry. That's wrong. From a registered dietitian. Take advice from a registered dietitian. Don't take advice from a nutritionist. Take advice from a registered dietitian. Follow science. Don't don't follow these. We'll get into celebrities as well. Because whew, there's a lot going on there. Anywho, so this fitness influencer... She looked amazing and she was always happy in her videos. She looked healthy. She cooked healthy. Um, she cooked healthy food. She was dealing with mental health issues. And she had an eating disorder. I had no idea until she came out about it and said I had an eating disorder. And I was like, wow. Could have fooled me. Because you don't know what's going on in behind behind closed doors. You don't know what's going on in somebody's life. You just have... And this is why social media... I I like social media, but it's also the most draining thing. It's so draining. It's so draining. You know, especially when you're an online coach. It's It can be very draining and tiresome. And... Um, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of self-comparison. There's a lot of, just a lot of so much misinformation and a lot of, and it's crazy because the more followers you have, even if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, the more people, the more clout you have, the more people listen to you, the more people listen to you. And that's just, that's just the sad truth. And, um, you know, we take advice from these people. And we try to eat like them. But what we don't realize is that we're all, we're all different. We're different individuals. We're all unique. We all have different macronutrient needs. We all have different caloric needs, right? Some people need more calories than others. Some people might need less calories than others, right? So, you know, 
when I look at a lot of these these influencers, a lot of them are like, and a lot of them are making money off of these programs that they create. And there's one influencer. I love her. Like she was one of the first people that that I learned a lot about strength training from her. But ah, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> she has a subscription, right? I like how the app is structured. However, when it comes to programming, all her programs look the same. And she's charging money for this a month. Now, I would think that someone that has years of experience would know how to program. I mean, the programs are not bad. They're, they're just the same. They're just the same. Oh, Wednesday, back and biceps, chest and triceps, glutes and hamstrings, glutes and quads. That's one modality of programming. Yes, that is one modality of programming. There's there's a whole different there's different types of programming, you know? And that's just, just that's only just one way, but if you're charging people for a service, shouldn't it be more diversified? I mean, she has some cardio stuff in there too. But, you know, it's kind of like, it's all this, it looks the same. And I'm actually thinking of unsubscribing to, to I'm thinking of unsubscribing to that subscription because I have a subscription to that specific person. Um, I had the subscription for a while. Just because I like I like to look, I do like the app. I like navigating through the app to get different inspiration for different types of exercises and different things to to mix up my program. I don't I don't write out my program according to that person. I do my own thing, but I look at specific exercises and look at them and then and see where I can put them in my program, right? And um, so. That's this person has like a million subscribers. Uh, not a yeah, she has close to a million subscribers on YouTube, and she has like about a million followers on on um on Instagram. And I love her, but I'm just saying it's kind of like you're charging people for the same the subscription for the same similar workout structure which is, I find crazy. But anyways, I digress. And so a lot of these influencers tell you, oh, you can get abs in two weeks. Get abs in, and these are the videos, and oh man, this one's very obvious because if you watch a lot of fitness content, you know who I'm talking about. Like, get abs in two weeks. Do these exercises and get rid of, of lower belly fat. Let me say this. Let me say this loud and clear for the people in the back. You cannot spot reduce 
fat. I'm going to repeat that again because <laughs> the, the last guy I was with wanted me to create a program about called, called ass and abs, right? And he's, he was alluding to spot reducing the belly area. So I'm going to repeat it again. I'm going to repeat it just for him, just for him alone and for everyone else in the back. You cannot spot reduce fat. I'm sorry. You lose weight. You lose weight everywhere. You even lose, if you're a woman, you lose weight in your tits. You have your tits get smaller. Like you lose weight everywhere. You don't just lose weight in one area. You cannot do that unless you do liposuction or some sort of reconstructive surgery. You can't. You can't. That's why a lot of these bodybuilders, these female bodybuilders, they get breast implants because when you're at a low percentage of fat, you lose your breast too. Can we like can we talk about that? Because you see a lot of these female bikini bodybuilders, they look so um, like amazing, low body fat percentage, shredded as fuck, and huge fucking tits. Those are implants. Most of most female bodybuilders get implants because when you shred all that fat, remember your breasts are fat tissue. Your breasts go away too. Your breasts evaporate. <laughs> because when I lose weight, my breasts shrink. I go from a B to an A cup. And that's just how it is. Unless I get breast implants, but I'm just I'm telling y'all how it really is. A lot of these people are not going to tell you how it really is out like in the fitness industry. And also a lot of these fitness influencers are like I mentioned earlier, they're on the juice. They're on the they're on the TRTs. They're on the TRTs, they're on the they're on the roids. What else? They're on the tests. What else? What other names are there? Anavar uh swarm swarms they're on all this different type of shit and so you think and then they tell you do these exercises to get this to get the big booty to get a little little waist with a big booty and then meanwhile they're fucking taking swar swarms i don't even know how to pronounce that shit shit sound like worms swarms <laughs> y'all i'm not even gonna try to pronounce that but anyway they take enhancers right they take these enhancers to enhance their body and then they tell you do these exercises to get x result and that is a lie because first of all it's disingenuous and we're going to talk about there's a lack of integrity in the fitness industry i really think that there is i think most trainers just want the quick buck you know they provide you quick results they don't really care about their client very few I, I you know from my experience i had two fit trainers that i felt like only didn't and it's it sucks because they were female trainers and, and you know i wanted to train with a female but i had two female trainers who didn't give a shit about me and when i mean shit about me a shit about like my like my results like me keeping my results and, and educating me they just wanted me to keep coming back and back and and keep buying more more uh more training sessions more sessions more sessions more sessions more sessions 
right? And y'all, like, yeah. Um, so I used to work at a gym. I used to work, I've, I used to work in three gyms. I'm not saying any names of these gyms, big box gyms, basically. Uh, I the last the last gym I was gonna get hired at was the new was a New York Sports Club. I was actually gonna get hired there, but then I actually got hired somewhere else that I'm much happier in, and I coach online now, so it's it worked out for me. But um, so I used to work at this gym, and there was one bodybuilder. He had a lot of sales right he had a lot of sales and i looked at how he was training his clients he didn't give a shit about his clients he didn't give a shit about his clients he all he wanted was the fucking money and it's interesting because he was the most he was basically he had well by the time at the time when i was there he had like some of the highest he had he had a lot he had a lot of sales apparently um so he had, he made a lot of sales, but his body was enhanced. How credible can you be if your workouts are shitty and and you're enhanced? And I'm and the reason that I'm saying that is because um I was looking. So they put me to shadow him, right? And I'm shadowing him. And as I'm shadowing him, I'm like, what is he doing? Like, he was training his client, and I'm just like, what is the fuck is he doing? No program, no structure. He told me, one time he told me, you know, have them do compound lifts with them, like bench press and um you know like lifts that they need a spotter basically like compound lifts you don't you don't really need like spotting for deadlifts is eh, i don't know i i never i i never had a spotter for deadlifts but that's another story but first you know he used to tell me yeah have them do exercises like the bench press squats uh what else yeah basically those two that requires a spot especially the bench press requires a squatter a spotter sorry not a squatter a spotter right um because you want them to keep coming back right you want them to keep coming back to you and it's just like wow this is the industry i got myself in no integrity whatsoever don't give a fuck right no integrity don't care about people's results just want them to keep getting more buying more personal training and y'all it's convenient for them for you not to get results in a way this is what nobody tells you. It's convenient for them. It's convenient for them for you to keep fucking up your nutrition. 
It's a convenient for them for you to keep fucking up every weekend. For you to keep fucking drinking, binge drinking every fucking weekend because it keeps them employed. It keeps these big box gym people employed. You know what I'm saying? I used to train this one client. She was so sweet. She she was great at doing the workouts, but she had a she liked drinking. Drink all weekend. Can't never lost the weight. Never had a testimonial from her. She couldn't lose she didn't lose. It's not that she couldn't lose the weight. It's that she didn't want to lose the weight. She didn't want to lose the weight. She enjoyed drinking. She enjoyed eating out in the weekends, eating shit food, right? And there ain't nothing wrong with eating shit food. Like, here and now, like like I said, I'm going to slightly vegan on my birthday, so. Ain't nothing wrong with eating fast food once in a while. But it keeps, it. the more, in, the more inconsistent you are, because this is this is this is a nutrition game. If the nutri- you cannot out be a bad diet, you will never see the physical results you want. If your nutrition is trash, trust me, I have a lot of experience in this. I thought that I was gonna get results, and then I could, I thought that I could eat a jar of peanut butter and still have abs. It don't. It doesn't. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way for me. You know, I had to learn the hard way, right? Can't eat a jar of a jar of peanut butter at four a.m. and expect to have fucking abs, right? Can't. But she kept buying sessions from me, and at one point, I was just in my mind like, okay, her buying sessions keeps me employed, but I want re- I want to see some results. I want to transform this woman. I want to see some fucking results. I never got the results. All she did was buy training, personal training sessions. That's it. No results. She still hasn't even gotten the results. I asked her the other day how she's doing. And she's like, oh, I'm great. I'm back with the gym. Uh, you know, doing, doing my training. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Okay. Still don't got no results. And you know, maybe she just, she wants to lose weight. So I'm not even going to sit here and say, oh, maybe she doesn't want to get results. Because she told me she does. But she got money, so she's going to keep waste. She could waste it away on personal training. Me, personally, I like I like results. Now... I used to teach. I, I used to train at a high end gym in the Upper East Side, and I didn't get no results. But let me tell you why. Because I was eating a lot of. Sh- I wasn't eating a lot of shit foods. I was eating a lot of healthy foods, but too much of them. Peanut butter is healthy, but it's calorically dense. You know. Eating a lot of something, being in a, you can be in a surplus of healthy foods and gain weight. Yes, if you're in any type of surplus, you're going to gain weight regardless. So, I was at this high-end gym. I think it was very expensive. They're, they're amazing. I learned so much from them. There, there was multiple coaches there. All of them were amazing. I liked all of them. And I didn't get the results because 
it was my fault. It was my fault. I was smoking a lot of weed. Smoking a lot of weed. Eating a lot. You know, the guy that I was with used to buy a whole bunch of food, junk food. And then he would buy all this food. We would go out to eat and he would buy all this food. And then he would shame me for it, for, for saying, and then saying I had a food addiction. Where you're fucking, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? You're perpetuating it. You're just feeding my addiction. Oh, you have an addiction to food. Well, you, I have an addiction to food, but yet you keep buying me food. Right? It's like someone that has a drug problem. You tell somebody, oh, you're a drug addict, but you're the one giving them the drugs. It's the same thing. This was the same person that said that I was too fat, that too fat to be a coach, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know that story, I've mentioned that story. I think it's uh, in one of the podcast episodes where I talk about body shaming. I talked about him. But, you know, I, I never got results from that high... Let me tell you what I did get from that high-end gym. I, I did learn skills. I learned some programming. Right? I learned, I, I learned how to train with kettlebells more effectively. I learned how to train more effectively. I, my form was corrected all the time. Um, and I, you know, I was with a group. It was group training, and it was really amazing. It was just very expensive, but it was, it was, it was amazing. And I was only training there two times a week. The other two times I was at a, I was at another gym. And y'all, I was training so hard and I never got the results I wanted because of my shit nutrition, because of my addiction to weed, because I was addicted to weed. I was sad, I was depressed, I was overweight. I felt horrible. The only thing that made me feel good was going to that going to that place and working out. And I want to talk about now I didn't get any results from that gym, but that gym kept me accountable because it was a very high amount of money I had to pay a month. Over 300 that the membership was over $300. It was like 400 a month. 400 a month. Imagine that. 400 a month. So I'm So I'm training at this gym. I'm also training at another gym and I'm not seeing results. But, but the expensive gym kept me accountable, you know, 
when I was at the expensive gym, I was just like, oh, hell no. I'm not missing this workout. They're charging me $400. I got to get, get my shit together. I need to, go to, I need to get this workout in because they charging me $400. Now, Planet Fitness. Oh, they're only charging me. I think now it's $26, the Black Card membership. Oh, they're only charging me $26. It's, you know, it's no, no big deal. If I skip the workout or two or three or four or five or six or seven, eight, nine, ten, you know what I'm talking about. Because it's cheap. People, and then what upsets me the most is people don't value, a lot of people don't value their health. I got to sell you coaching at a cheap price for you to want to train. But yet you don't want to hold yourself accountable. You want cheap training and you don't want accountability. You don't want any change. You don't want any change. You want cheap coaching and no accountability. I Y'all, I used to train for free. Know what I got for free? I ain't get shit. I ain't get the person didn't get at no the per the people I used to train for free had no accountability. Didn't give a fuck. I had there was this one person. I'm not gonna say this person's name. This one client. I was training them for free, and then as soon as I told them, hey, I can't, you know, I can't train you for free anymore. Like I got ghosted. Bitch, ghost me. Because, I don't know, because I wanted to train, I wanted to, I wanted to charge for my services, for my value. I got ghosted. I was training this person for month. I was, I trained this person for over six months for free. Where, where else are you going to get that? And it's not, and I was already a certified trainer. Right? So people don't value what's cheap. When I was at that $400 gym that was next to Equinox in the Upper East Side, I didn't get any results, but you, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And the and I didn't and here's another thing. Clients also want to blame the the trainer for not getting results. No. No. A lot of the time is because the client doesn't want to hold themselves accountable. They don't want to make the necessary changes. They don't want to change their fucking nutrition. And then they want to blame the trainer. No. It don't work that way. You know, if you're a good trainer and you're and you're good at your at what you do, and you're not your client's not seeing results, you also have to question what is your client not telling you? Maybe they went out on a weekend binge to drink with their buddies, and they're not and they're not gonna tell you that. But the physical results don't lie. 
The results don't lie. They don't. They don't. So, there's no... Another thing, what they don't tell you in the fitness industry is that trainers keep information from you. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this. I think I might have alluded to this earlier. Trainers keep information from you so you can keep going back to them. Right? And here's the thing. When I was paying $400 a month, I asked a lot of fucking questions. I asked a lot of questions. And not once did they tell me, like, I always got an answer for, I never got a cryptic weird answer. And uh, I never got, like, any, uh, like, I always, every time I asked a question about an exercise, I always got an answer. Because I had a shit ton of questions. And I'm like, shit, if they charge me $400 a month, I'm going to come in with all my motherfucking questions. You know what I'm saying? Um, and by the way, the place, the place I used to train at, it's called TS Fitness. And they are awesome. So if you want to learn about, if you want to learn some shit about kettlebells, go to them. Because they'll teach you some shit about kettlebells. You could do, like... The shit that they do with kettlebells, I, 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 like, like what? <laughs> they do some, they're, they're, they're fucking dope. They're knowledgeable. They, they've been in the industry for a lot. All their trainers been in the industry for 10 plus years. They have an Instagram, follow their Instagram, TS Fitness, follow them. They're dope. But anyways, I had to shout them out because they're fucking dope and I learned so much from them. Um, so, you know, I want to end on a note that, well, well, let me just talk about my experience with feeling like I'm being predatory on people. When I used to work at a big box gym... They used to tell me to prospect, to go up to people that seemed overweight. That's like, I think somebody that's overweight knows that they're overweight. So how, sh like, I felt so fucking shitty. Like, I felt so, like, this is probably, this is probably why I didn't do good in in the gym coaching in the big box gyms i'm i'm better off from online because i i feel like online i'm able to build a better relationship with the with the client i'm training as opposed to feeling like i'm preying on them because they're overweight my my manager used to tell me oh go to that girl right there she's overweight go to that girl right there ask her if she needs a complimentary session and it's kind of like also if you're a trainer, if you're a coach, I don't even call myself trainer no more. Trainers work at big box gyms. Coaches don't. A coach is also a mentor, an accountability coach, someone you, that's reliable, you can count on. A trainer's not sitting there counting reps while scrolling through their Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, not sorry. And so I felt predatory. Um, 
needless to say, I only lasted there for like two or three months. And then I lasted at the other gym for like two months. And yeah, I just didn't like working at the big box gyms. Um, I feel like I'm doing better online and I have more clients. And another thing, if they don't tell you about the, in the fitness industry is the shitty hours. This is more for, this is not really for clients. It's more for trainers. The shitty hours that trainers have to do at the gym. Wake up at five. You got that 5 a.m. client. If you got a 5 a.m. client, guess what? You got to wake up at three to get to that gym at 5 a.m. to get to that client. Actually, if you if you get there by 5 a.m., you're late. You got to get there at least 10 minutes too. Because if you... One thing to know is that, in general, if you show up on time, you're late. Always show up, and just in general, always show up 10 minutes prior to. But it's the gym hours suck. I used to take a shower at the gym. I used to have to, like... I used to shower, I used to eat there. I felt like I lived there. Like, it just felt like I lived there. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't enjoy that feeling. It wasn't a good feeling. And any coaches out there, trainers out there, coaches, whatever, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know that struggle. That 5 a.m. client getting up that early. But anyways, you know, these are just some things that the fitness industry doesn't tell you. You might have known some of them. Maybe maybe you learned some new things. But it's quite predatory. I like being a coach because I I had an eating disorder for a long time and I want to help people become this is generic but i want to help people become a healthier version of themselves get rid of food addictions get rid of get rid of fad diets like restricting and binging and this cycle of restriction and binging restriction and binging my coworker told me he wants to lose 10 pounds in two weeks what what that means you would have to lose five pounds in one whole week, each week. So that's a pound, of, like a pound a day. That's one pound a day. How sustainable is that? It's not healthy. And they know it's not healthy. But until next time, remember, stay efficient, stay strong.